don't know. We uh, we normally we haven't been doing the intro, but tonight or we have a I don't know tonight whatever whenever you listen to this we have a new person with us. Um, Double D. And when I think of Double D, I think of Double D from Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Oh. <laughs> just just throwing that, that out show. there. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> I'm trying I to think of which character he was. It was like a Nickelodeon cartoon with three guys, yeah. three kids. Yeah, he's. One I think with he's buck the, teeth. Was that me? No, I think he's the one that had the hat, right? I think you're right. Which one was the one that had the best friend Plank? Because it wasn't that on that show too. Do you remember that? It was this board with a face on it and it was like his best friend plank i think it was i think that's from that show my daughters used to watch it back in the day yeah uh his name is johnny two by four. Oh, johnny two by four thank you good to know there yeah. was just a song about it i think my best friend plank <laughs> steve you you didn't think i was gonna be singing on this did you i didn't but i feel blessed <laughs> what a great I time have- in children's tv uh, that and Ren and Stimpy, like mm, yep. excellent shows, excellent shows. Stimpy, you fat bastard! <laughs> I had sort of hoped that Dean would, and I just tried to prod him a little bit earlier today. I was hoping he'd like have some kind of guitar intro and outro for us for the podcast, but it didn't happen. But you know what? That's okay. Maybe next time I could do like a Wayne's World intro and outro for you. With like, I could plug in and just. I mean, I got the equipment here, so. Should see, no I've only that. ever seen it in the background. I still, uh, I don't actually know that you use it, just that it's there for show. It's really good backdrop, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. But that's not true, because you've seen my little YouTube thingy bopper. Oh, that so is I have true. Proof. There's I proof did, out there. I did go watch that. That's right. Yeah, yeah there's yep. proof. So you know I know how to use those things. Yeah. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> Gosh, I'm a, I'm a guest on a podcast, and I've got to prove my credibility. Whew. Boy, no, no, thing. you already had the street cred coming in. <laughs> so what topics do you guys usually like to talk about with your guests? Do you like your guests to bring up the topics? Um, I mean, do you want to quiz me? Am I in a hot seat? I think every time we've had a full-time guest, uh, the guest has always let off okay. by, by throwing something out there. And I say that because we haven't really had a true guest before. But yeah, and what we've anyway. learned is left up to Steve and I. We'll talk about Star Trek. <laughs> well, um, yes. have you, Steve, have you guys talked about our favorite topic? Have you guys talked about um, practicing amateur psychology without a license? We do uh, that a lot here. Do you? Okay. Yeah, that's I think otherwise that's known as ridicule way. and judgment. I think it's called ridicule and judgment in dark circles, right? But But it's still an interesting topic. Let's do it. Yeah, it sounds like you got something specific you want to chat about. I, I, I don't know. I mean, so I think it sounds like a really bad thing to do, <laughs> but I've really found out that it's incredibly therapeutic. It is incredibly therapeutic. Um, and especially like Steve and I do it all the time, you know, because we're at the same places to work and things like that. Um, especially when you kind of ended up with not everyone can be as awesome as us. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's the whole thing we throw back at each other that kind of helps us take ourselves down a peg and realize, okay, wait a minute here. This is turning into judgment and we know we're not perfect, you know? So that kind of grounds you. But I mean, if you think about that topic, it is ridicule and judgment, but it's also venting which is valuable for the human psyche i think to some degree and trying to put some sense of order to the chaos in which we are often exposed and and generally the chaos by like some for lack for lack of a better term some nut job we work with you know it's like why is this person doing this why is this person uh continually crapping on everybody else's work and you know something like that yeah so ethan do you use that do you do that at all do you ever participate in that um so yeah i'm actually 
interested in why people do the things that they do. And so I do look very closely at um, um, the new thing that I've, so I like organizational behavior to throw some buzz terms out there. Yep. Organizational behavior, something I like. The new thing that I've decided I like is behavioral statistics, which is psychology and math. Yep. I mean, those two things go together. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, <clears throat> and then when I do work with people, it's just, I mean, we just have a conversation about things and listen to the things that they say. And then, um, you know, a big thing that I found in our space, especially the level that we're at is, um, it's very helpful to have people that can relate to what it is you're saying, like that you're experiencing, um, having those shared experiences and then maybe having something to offer on top of that. So I found that, um, for people on our level, you can throw a bunch of like, these are the things that I've done and they can do with that what they want. Right. Um, and usually it's like a, a good, it's a positive experience, but with people that are not on the same level that we are, it becomes this weird, like manipulation almost right. thing. Yeah. I, I mean, I've been thinking about it a lot lately because Steve and I've been doing it for years. Right. <clears throat> But I kind of feel like there's also value to it. I mean, you do tend to think of it as, oh yeah, we're just ranting, you know, and that kind of stuff. But when you, especially in our job where it's a job we do with people, you kind of have to understand what makes them tick and what might be driving them to motivate them. And and even Steve and I, we had a little quick meeting about a person we were having difficulty dealing with and stuff like that. And when, yeah, it was a practicing amateur psychology without a license type of session, but it was meant to be okay how do we successfully work with this person yep and you could call that manipulation or you could just call it oh hey i need a strategy to turn this to be less of a conflict and to be something that actually has a successful outcome right because yeah. what we're doing now is not working <laughs> you know <laughs> we got to come up with something else cuz right, right. it's just, we're circling the drain and the vortex seems to be moving faster we've got to we've got to try something else rather right. than paddling with the current. Right, do you because guys, it, go ahead. Do you guys ever feel like you're the Harlem Globetrotters and you're playing the opposing team? That's a, that's kind of what I meant by like manipulation. Cause like, that's the thing is right. like, it, it right. feels, it can feel that way, but it's like, the problem is there's, there's such a big chasm between your understanding and their understanding that you can't do anything other than try to architect a way for them to understand right. what it is you're getting at. Well, I'm, I'm not, I don't know if I follow the Globetrotter analogy so much is because sometimes I do think that even though it's ranting and venting and strategizing how to get that situation to work or that relationship to work, I sometimes end up learning out of it, you know, like, oh, okay this is a clash. Part of the reason for the clash is my own personality traits. And I, and I try to be humble enough to realize, I know I got some personality traits that aren't always positive, <laughs> you know, and Steve helps me, helps talk me off the ledge in some of those cases and doesn't necessarily point out my flaws, but gives me ideas that helps me realize, okay, maybe I could go about this another way. Um, I try to hide my flaws at work. I think at home, my flaws come out more. Um, I, I'd be interested if you guys, do you guys find yourself only doing this at work or do you find yourself doing it outside of work? Oh cue, man. Cue the phrase <laughs> persona. Yeah, I was ah, just going to say, right. I was just going to say, <laughs> the persona. Yes, yes, right, my go. favorite topic. Yes. <laughs> and like a moth to the flame. Right. Here we go again. Can we just say C episode two? Wasn't it two or three or something one. like that? One. Yeah, yeah, it was episode one, but it, but it it had surf it surfaced in like every other episode, so there's it's, a theme. sprinkling of it. Yeah, we yeah. talk about it quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's no, we've we've talked about this. So at least for me, it's I'm I'm the same. Like I'm a I have different tiers of content that people can see, but as far as like the way that I am, it's the same. Yeah, all the time. Which I think bothers a lot of people in general. <laughs> well, I'm, 
Why does it bother him though? I mean, I I, I like people who are an open book. I, it, assuming the book's a book I like to read, mind <laughs> you. But 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 I, what you see is what you get. Is kind of a to me that's an endearing quality because then I know they're a straight shooter. I can I know what I'm going to get. I know what I'm risking when I'm in a relationship with those guys. And you know what I mean? And a, in a relationship, I don't mean, you know, that deep, but I mean like, okay, if I say this, this person is going to get torqued and I'm going to get an adverse reaction, you know? Um, so I, I, I don't know. I, I value that. I don't feel like, I mean, I feel, I don't feel like I can do it at home because I feel like to do that, you need a cohort. You need a, a like-minded individual. Sadly, I'm the dad. I'm all alone. <laughs> you know, normally that might be your wife, but even that you got some differences there. So I don't know. Jess is pretty adamant that she has um, different personalities for uh, a friend group, work group, um, even on the podcast. And then with her family, like our kids, um, that there are different kind of personas that she wears. She even had claimed one time, I can't remember the, the episode number, but um, she had different pajamas that she would wear around different groups of people as well. That was awesome. <laughs> so we called That's them persona, a persona pajamas. <laughs> persona pajamas, yeah. Classic. Oh, but I would say that, I would say I have a, de I have a definite different persona around my family. Because I fall into, for any problem, I fall into problem-solving mode, even when it's not wanted. Right. <laughs> I know I fall into that. But I don't necessarily fall into problem-solving mode at work, sometimes. And sometimes I'm like, I'm going to stay in my lane, bro. <laughs> right, right. And the persona thing, like, it came from... So... Like it came from me, like, so from my perspective, um, people like people try and BS other people all the time. Right. And so I was walking around being like, you know, everybody can see f through that. Like, like we're just letting you behave this way and think that you're outsmarting everybody. So from my perspective, I was like, you're full of crap and everybody knows it. And you're a D bag. And it's amazing that we all let you do this. And then I had someone tell me. They were like, uh, this thing that you do where you can like tell how people are, like, that's not something I can do. That's a separate skill that you have. And I was like, wait, what? So then I realized I'm like, oh, am I the weird one? I'm totally the weird one. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. It explains it explains a lot. It right. explains like you know, like why it just all of it fascinates me, right? <laughs> I don't know if I have different. Well, I think I, gosh, it's hard for me to say. I think the only difference in my persona between work, family, friends is potentially my German temper. I think I get, mm. you know, I, I feel like I, I mostly do a good job hiding at work mostly good do a good job hiding it with like extended family and friends with my family at home sometimes i just get stressed out and it slips out it's not like i'm a madman beating people or anything like that but there's an edge to my voice and sometimes i do yell a little bit maybe it's because i have four kids i'm getting old and getting stressed i don't know um I, I think i had more patience when i was younger than i do now and i'm more tired but but that's about the only i feel the only difference in my persona I could that I can really think of when I think about it off the top of my head right now I've I guess I haven't really sat down and analyzed it that much um, I think it's because you're busy herding cats all day yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. One of them. <laughs> and then and then you get to the end of the day and you're like ah oh, great this is gonna be peace and then maybe the family has a little right. a little uh more out herding the prairie, cats more cats <laughs> and you're like not again and then you lose it yeah, I'm off the clock. Come on. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it, I I could see there being some different. I do feel like I because I, doesn't everybody at work? I mean, maybe with the exception of Ethan, um, try to <laughs> try to put on a more professional face. And there's things you can and can't say 
due to HR rules and things like that, where with your family and friends, you might have a little more of a comfort level. Um, sure. Not necessarily like you're saying things that are horribly offensive that will get you in trouble with HR, but I mean, the, the standard is a little lower and the acceptance of who you are and the grace they give you is a little bit more. You know what I mean? So You built up the creds to the point where Ethan can yeah. say something like, that's what she said. <laughs> right. That's one of right. your favorite. That's one of your favorites. Right. <laughs> I said that to in a in a meeting. It was just me and two HR people from our company, and I said that to them in a meeting because I've known them for like ten years. <laughs> it's very very different now. <laughs> okay, so we're delving down a path that I have a little story for. Sweet. Um, I was in a meeting. Steve was in that meeting too. Um, was it two weeks ago now? I think it was about two weeks ago. Maybe it was last week. Um, where I was meeting with business people and we were talking about a project or whatever and lamenting that we didn't have all the members of our team there. And I think I was talking about, you know, hair capacity and that kind of stuff. And, and one of the guys that was gone, his name is Peter. And I just happened to blurt out, yeah, we want our Peter back. And it was out of my mouth, not even in the cartoon bubble anymore. And I could feel my skin turning different shades of red. I think I handled it okay, but, and everyone on the phone was laughing. There was no HR person there, but I was just kind of like, I cannot believe I just said that. That could be my biggest flub of stepping on my tongue I've ever done. It was hilarious, but um, if HR were on, I don't know, they would probably not have loved that. So I don't know. That was you obviously a flub. It, you weren't saying it intentional and you know, you weren't it wasn't a stretch where you were like, oh I'm gonna fit this phrase in mm -hmm. and it'll True. be funny. It was just it just kind of came out. And then it was like uh crud. <laughs> I, so I attribute some of that stuff to like some of that's content, right? Like you can't, yeah. not everybody gets to see all the content that you make all the time. Right. Um, I, you know, for me, the first place that I went in a, from a professional perspective, there was no, there was no dress code. The CEO would, he kind of like, <laughs> we, yeah, he said some hilarious, like inappropriate things, not like, yeah, they're just, uh, <laughs> I think one example was we had at this place, we had some developers from China and I don't know why he was, but he was talking about, um, bringing in, I, I don't know. He was basically making a, a really bad joke about, um, these developers that should be doing gardening work for him instead of <laughs> developing it was oh, so nice. bad because it was like yeah. we're so we're there and he says that and everybody at the meeting was like yikes dude mm -hmm. yikes every you could see everybody like physically move back in their chair yeah was he a different like different age bracket too potentially or was he similar age mm, he's probably gen x like an early gen x okay okay because I do notice a difference in two things the older you get. Um, and I'm not saying you, Steve and I are close in age. He's a little older than me, but we're, we're pretty close in age. I think. A little. A little. Yeah, it's a little. You, you throw him up, I'll knock him out of the we're park. In the, we're in the same decade. <laughs> I, we're in the same the same decile or decade of our ages, aren't we? So, um, yep. I think, I at least I'm noticing I think the older you get, the less filter you have. And then the older you get, they were saying those things back then. You know, I noticed it from my parents, especially. My dad says some things right now that I cringe at. Mm -hmm. But he's not meaning it in a malicious way. It's just that's the way they used to talk. You know? Um, but, and I, don't, and I don't necessarily even mean that I cringe at because I wouldn't say them. Not like, oh, they're super offensive right now that he would get himself in trouble. People would just cringe at it. They'd just like, oh my God, why'd you say that? You know? Um, and I am finding myself 
is the older I get. Sometimes I'm noticing that the synapses ain't necessarily firing between the old noodle and the mouthpiece. <laughs> you know, like like that instance where it was a slip up, but it's like, ah, uh, that would never have happened to me 10 years ago. It would never have happened to me 10 years ago. Um, I, so. I say things that I say things that aren't meant to be funny, but come out funny sometimes. So one example is we were all at this place together. This was probably before Steve joined. So this maybe even before Double D joined, um, but we had one quality assurance person that we were working with on the like very first project that we did. So we're all in this room. I think we were doing sprint planning. And so she's sitting next to me. She was like really nice. And she didn't like white chocolate. She did not work for our company. She worked for the company that we were at. <clears throat> And uh, so we're sitting there and she's got this picture of a kid on her laptop as her background. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, is that your kid? Like, and I was like, I wanted to make sure before I gave the a compliment to a child that was hers. Right. <laughs> she, apparently the way that it came out of my mouth was like, Ugh, is that your kid? Uh, <laughs> read the tone. <laughs> uh, oops. Oh. <laughs> She was, she was great. Cause I would, there was another time where it was like, um, she hated milk chocolate too. And I brought in like the, uh, um, the Lindor chocolate balls oh, and I brought in like, awesome. a, I brought in like a variety pack and I'm like, this colors, this colors, uh, regular chocolate, this chocolate, this colors milk chocolate. Like don't get this color. <laughs> I had mixed them up. <laughs> So I so it made it look like I was totally, you know, trying to assassinate trying, her. Trying to assassinate. <laughs> and it was I was like really genuinely trying to steer her away from right. the milk chocolate, but had just gotten it wrong. <laughs> She's like, this guy's just sprinting to hell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's also the one, so if you remember the uh the giant peanut, the peanut M M jar. Yeah. So she's the one. She's the one that sat over there before they put all the QA people together, and she drew a hand. They had just like a little hole cut out in the peanut M and M jar, and drew like a hand on it with a no hand. Don't dig your hand in. This was before COVID, by the way. Right. And someone thought, oh, take a handful. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would have thought. Oh. This uh, <clears throat> reminds me of a a my own foible. I was talking to uh, a guy, Eric, colleague of mine. He was, sat across the cube aisle from me. He was my scrum master. And then our director came to talk to us. So the two of them were sitting there looking at me, and somehow the subject of candy came up. And I don't remember what I was saying, but I was talking about, I wanted to say something about Reese's peanut butter cups and Reese's pieces. And I merged the two and I said, Reese's penis. And the two of them looked at me. I closed my mouth. I looked from one to the other and I just turned and sat down at my desk. But I, but I never heard the end of it for like, it would come up every, oh. you know, every month or so. It was like, Did they ask you uh, how Reese was. <laughs> yeah. That was a told, bad one. I've, I've told you the Cupid story, I think, but so we had a guy that worked with us on one of the teams and um he wasn't very well liked and i have a plan on doing a whole series on this and many other characters that existed but so anyway so we're it's like this particular area was with the product group and it was a little bit of a bro place like and to be fair there was like four people there so i spent some time there there was two main product people there was um a woman who had been in the military and like very much in the good old boys club, like, you know, obviously had to deal with that for a long time. Yep. And then this guy. <laughs> and so he answers the phone one day in front of all of us rude. First of all, because we're sitting in a pit. So he's facing us. We're just at like a big table and he's facing us. So his phone rings and he answers it in front of us. So first I'm like, I'm like, okay, that's rude and weird that you're not getting up and leaving. And then he's like, um, we hear, oh, is this for Cupid? And we're all just holding our laughter. We're like, what is happening? So he gets off the phone and I'm like, who's Cupid? And it's like his little dog that him and his 
wife got. And so from then on, we called that guy Cupid every single day <laughs> because he answered the phone. So it's oh. a little bit of the bro culture or the good old boys club. Like, and he knew, I think the minute he said it, he knew that he'd messed up. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yep. <laughs> he did not last long, and that's not because of us calling him Cupid. Right. So I am curious, I, one of the thoughts that I've had, so you and uh, you and Steve are, what I'm hearing from you guys talk about that you like to let people um, kind of vent and have these uh, bitch sessions maybe about things. I, I seem to remember two people when they first started at the place that we were at together who had a problem with um, a, a time when we would all get together once a week and sometimes it turned into a little bit of a bitch session and they were concerned about the <laughs> kind of complaining that was taking place. Are you, you mean, so you mean the prior place to where we were? Yeah. Yeah. I know where you're pointing at here. Um, <laughs> yeah. oh, if it wasn't clear, uh, yeah. I'm pointing at you too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. Well, I, I mean, I get what you're saying. Um, so I think here's the here's the distinction I'm gonna make, and you can call it BS or not. The distinction I'm gonna make is I think when Steve and I do it, it's a small group, and it's not like we're talking about something that both of us are intimately involved with. So I, I, I think that the line that we're trying to straddle is, okay, we both already know this thing. We can relate to both sides to the issue we can talk about it because it just happened to both of us and we can share and diagnose psychologically of course and come up with solutions right we're in that giant meeting we're airing dirty laundry in front of everybody and we might be tainting the jury pool you know what i mean and, and I think that was kind of what our beef was. Well, that and it often went on. Kind of for a <laughs> that some people it. talked quite a bit. Right, yes. right. It, was, I, it was a bit of a filibuster. It yeah. was. Right. right. It but was. in the same breath, I mean, that way, you know, you kind of, you're you're giving people predisposition. You're giving the entire freaking team predispositions against people, potentially. Um, I don't. Again, I, maybe we were a little harsh about that. I think probably more of it was because we were just annoyed being sitting there listening <laughs> to certain people vent all the time. Yeah, um, yeah. My, I think my issue was it was a thirty-minute meeting. Time. Yeah. There would be twelve plus people in the room, which, if you do the math, you know, you've got two to three minutes to give your kind of update. And when somebody would take twelve to fifteen. <laughs> Like, where's my time? <laughs> like, like, and, and which can happen once in a while. Like yeah. if they are legitimate updates, like, hey, everybody needs to know this. But if I rolled in and started complaining about something about which you guys have no knowledge of and will never encounter, why do I need to know this? Cause this is just, this is just therapy for you. And I'm not here for that. <laughs> and I think that was the thing. Like, I, I'm i pretty sure that was like within week eight. Like, you guys had not been there for very, it was within three months that you guys had been experiencing that. Um, so I think you guys were yeah. both still pretty new. It could be. Yeah. It was, I, mean, I, I thought it was good though. I mean, it was good to, cause you guys were like, hey, want to talk about this. And so we talked about it. And um, I was definitely like, yes, I, I hear you. Um, and then, at least from what I saw, because I'd seen it ebb and flow already. Like I'd seen that that would happen and then it would go away. And so that's kind of where I was like, yeah, we'll see what happens. And then, you know, we'll get on people if it doesn't start to go away, which I think it did. Well, here's a funny thing. In hindsight, now that Steve and I have that from that prior gig, um, I think we would both look back on it and pine for the glory days of that project. And even those large venting sessions. You know what I mean? Because it, because truthfully, if I look back at that one, I feel like there were a lot less things to truly bitch about um, than we had at this this current gig. And even, I guess you know, no place is perfect, right? I mean, that as a consultant, you know that you learn that pretty quickly. Um, so, yeah, the, the place that we went to is very interesting, right? Because it's it's it felt in the moment while we were there that things were like really bad, and these people were out of this world bonkers at times yeah. and then we yeah. go to the next place and we're like 
oh, those guys are awesome. Can I go back and talk yeah. to those guys? Like, <laughs> right, right. What did I just step in? Yeah, I know, right? You know, this next place can't be that bad. Oh, yes, it can. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. The yeah. next client is saying, "Hold my beer." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Wonderful. And I, I would say, like Dean mentioned, it's usually him and I who we test the waters with each other. Like, are you thinking what I'm thinking on this one? And then, and then it's like, you know, the other person comes right back and, and you immediately know within, you know, 20 seconds. Yes, you're both thinking the same thing. And then it sort of goes from there. Right. And, and I'm, I would not, say I'm not broadcasting my my complaints. I'm just checking with my sensei yeah double d and i would say that it's not 100 percent of the time that we're on the same page either i'd say there's the odd 10 or maybe 20 percent of the time where one person says oh i see it this way and then the other one's like oh okay i didn't i didn't think of it that way so it does help um, from that perspective it's not a hundred percent ranting it's only 80 <laughs> percent. yeah it's always good to bounce bounce ideas like that off other people and find out it's like that thing where it's like, am I the drama? Like, I'm not right. the drama. Am I the drama? So you just gotta, you just gotta find <laughs> right. out, like, yeah. if it's you. And then if you get a bunch of like, yeah, you're, you're not thinking the right way. You're like, all right, now, I'll, right. I'll gather my stuff, myself back up here. Yeah, I, I really try to practice humility in that because you never know. Yeah. You never know. I, I as my wife often tells me, I'm not perfect. <laughs> That's nice of her to provide yes. that feedback. Yes, yeah, she, she brings me down to earth yeah, yeah. every single day. Is she also the one behind all of the uh, let's wear hats to work for a week ideas? She's not at all. <laughs> that's that's purely Steve and I type of stuff, you know? Um, Which, by the way, we had a watershed moment today, I noticed. So I, I did my big commute. I'm back home. Mm -hmm. I fired up my work laptop again just to make sure it's ready to go for tomorrow. And I see a chat from our team about the failure, I believe, on Dean's part to provide a song of the day today because oh, we yeah. passed the baton. <laughs> and this one guy, he's at the client. He's never said anything. Never, Not a peep. And he chimes in like Ted's, at the end of the day and is like, what happened to the song of the day? Did it die? <laughs> he's like, all right, I'm going to pick it up. And he's never been a part of it. Like he's right. never said one word. And he totally. uh, brought it up today. And I felt like that was total vindication. Oh, yeah. Of, it's like, here I come to save the day. And he's never been on it. Yes. So there's other people I watching. I didn't even know he was watching that chat. Did you see that I posted that? Yeah, I did see the. Okay, yeah, I thought I thought I thought we yeah. were like on the same page, mysteriously all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. Like, what? Yeah, yes. I mean it's good that other people are seeing that. Yes. And, and, and now I feel horrible because you know it's been like a week that that ha we haven't had that song of the day. Like I oh, forgot. Really? I think Peter handed it off to me on Friday last week, and I just totally. That could be. We've been we've been busy. Usually I am all over that. Like, where's the song? And well, I was remote, remote all week. So I had other fish to fry, but. Yeah, it wasn't stuck on your plate, Steve. It was stuck on mine. So. <laughs> yeah, but usually I'm like, hey, who's got it today? Come on. That's true. You're usually the reminder, the conscience of everyone. Yeah. Anyway, I want. I just wanted to point out that the the team building exercises that that Double D has been fostering were paying big dividends today as uh, what was previously a silent member of the community was all over it. It was great. That's, a, that's always the best when you get someone who actively doesn't participate or has just never needed to who then like all of a sudden starts to come out of their shell yeah. um yeah that's when you're getting to that performing part of the team building stuff yeah and it could be that he hasn't participated because 
he wasn't he was never really invited but he was part of our channel yeah and so it was really for lack of a better term gratifying yeah i think um so we did borrow something from another client too which was not even just this song of the day for this one team is now there's a now playing channel there which is just anyone can put any music in there that was the one before they had that too, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That that idea was deliberately stolen from me. Yeah. I think the song of the day. I don't think that's what we did at the other place, but no. but that was our kind of way of getting it in, just at least for this one team. And even that's got people that are contributing that I didn't even know listen to music for that matter. You know, to be honest with you, and it's a variety of stuff. You get you get a good idea of. You can tell about people by the types of music they listen to to some degree, too. I mean, it doesn't mean that you're necessarily making a judgment call about their personality, but hey, oh, that's one thing that I know about that person that maybe I have in common with them or I can talk about with them that's outside of work. So you can build a relationship beyond just, hey, did you get your job done yet? You know, that type of stuff. (laughs) Yep. Do you know the person that we work with that loves K-pop? Yep. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you would never guess it. No, you wouldn't. And one yeah. of my favorite things was we had um it was for an award ceremony that we had uh downtown and they had tickets to a K pop show and left that ceremony to go to the concert. I think I remember that. That's awesome. That's I think it's awesome too, like because yeah. it's not like you know, I, I don't even remember how that came up. Like, but I was like, are you serious? Like, you really, are you serious? Like, you're not messing around? <laughs> They're like, no, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, let's talk about this. <laughs> yep. It's awesome. Yeah, I. but I, to your point, Dean, it, it does make a huge difference when you can connect with someone on a very different level because yeah. As you talked about, when you start building those relationships, it becomes easier to communicate with those people because when you've built the relationship, you start always assuming good intent. And when you when somebody doesn't have to write a massive dissertation with the, just the right language to make sure they don't piss you off. They can communicate in short bursts and you don't take it the wrong way because you know you have that relationship and it just speeds things along. And what fascinates me is the people who don't understand that. <laughs> right. Which we have, we have had a few that have been on the project and have left and there's still some that are there that absolutely, yeah. that thing, that, thing goes right over their head the funny thing is is they can participate and they just choose not to Mm -hmm. and i think it's maybe because they're all business and that's kind of the trap isn't it you know that we all want to everyone wants to do the best job they possibly can right everyone's working hard can we learn some yes you know but then there's some people that that it is all business and and when it's all business there's no fun and when there's no fun then the relationship is really just okay stale um there's no personality to the relationship you know what i mean um if i know someone's all business i'm kind of in some ways feeling like i gotta i can't joke around with them you know they're taking themselves so seriously then they're always taking me seriously and then i can't if you can joke with someone, you can sometimes get away with making a joke at their expense, you know, or you're a little more likely to take criticism from someone you can joke with too. I feel, I mean, I know I am. If someone's joking, they, oh, okay, yeah, you're right. I, I, I should have did that. You know, I can take it a little bit more where if it's someone that's always serious, I'm taking it like this is a personal attack a little bit more. You know what I mean? I mean, I try not to do that, but I think that when you have a softer side to that relationship, it doesn't always, it can't be misinterpreted as a personal attack as easy. Well, this place is odd because, so I've run into that. There were people that I ran into that were all business. They didn't want to 
they didn't really want to have any fun. They definitely didn't want to have fun on my terms. They wanted to have fun on their terms, which were very stale and not fun. Um, <clears throat> there, there were some people that tried, but it was, it was weird. Um, and I don't know, I don't know exactly why. Like, so there were definitely some people that we could have fun. It was very organic and it was fine. But then there was <clears throat> one in particular where, you know, they were, I don't know that they had a persona, but they were being authentic with some of the things that they liked that we just happened upon. Um, but it wasn't like fully, fully there. So they would participate in the fun, um, but it still felt off, if that makes sense. Okay, so, and when you're saying persona in this case, personas to some degree feel like there's some degree of disingenuousness, I think. Yeah, you're, you're changing, you know what your, I mean? You're changing your default style to be something else. Right, yeah. right. And disingenuous kind of seems like a, a mean word, but I mean, right. It, but, you, but you're, you're putting on airs is what they used to say, right? Yeah, or a mask um, or something. Yeah, where sometimes it might just be that they don't have the same sense of humor you know people do connect differently on certain things you know i i know my sense of humor does not is not the same as my brother's sense of humor we get along great but sometimes his sense of humor just rubs me the wrong way and i ain't the only one but i've lived with him for, i've known him for you know 50 years so it, it's fine um but someone else who might meet him the first time he comes across as abrasive um, to them um, so so sometimes sense of humors don't always match up and then that kind of if you got one fly in the punch bowl <laughs> the rest of it doesn't kind of swirl properly you know what I mean that's a really poor made up analogy but that's kind of what I'm thinking is that there's there's something in there that kind of throws everything else off I don't know and it's definitely helpful to have people that will play ball with you like yeah. um so I think back to when we were together, I feel, I tell people still, I'm like, you know, even some of the more difficult people, I still give them credit for letting me experiment on them and then playing the game, even for their short attention span they had. Just the fact that they like put up with it for five minutes, like is I'm like, that's very nice of you to do that and humor me. <laughs> but what I liked was Dean, like, I mean, so we I'd have fun, but then you would just come out of left field sometimes and just up it even more to like, you know, we're already doing something that's goofy. <laughs> that one status report that you did. My videos. Yes. Oh. <laughs> that, and I don't even know where that, that came was from. So that. awesome. That was that. I, the whole room. <laughs> and I've I wasn't seen, even there when it was delivered. I've the never seen that room. Everyone was wrapped with attention. Usually, like eighty percent of the people are like, <laughs> <laughs> or they're you know checking their email. Everybody was like glued to the screen. It was. And that's, we did it last. Brilliant. I saved that one for last for that reason too. And um, I think didn't I send it to you in advance? It's like okay, yeah. I don't know, is this appropriate? And you're like, oh, I think I wet myself. This is awesome. <laughs> you know. Uh, that and I don't even know what possessed me to do that. Isn't that the one where you said yeet? Yeah. 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 You were you were playing, you were like different people. Trying giving, to be a gamer. Giving the different oh yeah, you were like a live streamer. That's what it was. Right, right, right. Right. Yeah. Oh man, that was brilliant. But the but, thing is, I did that in one night and I didn't even I don't know what possessed me to do it. Maybe it's because I wasn't the one giving those reports normally, and I thought this is my big chance. Well, I think star. <laughs> well, I think you weren't going to be there. You were going to be. Gone. I knew I wasn't going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think you'd come up. I, th I think maybe you'd asked if you could do video and I'm like, yeah, just send it over. And then yeah, the I fact think, that you I think also was not going to be there as well. And he was the one that normally did it. Yeah. So I'm like, well, he's going to be out of the country. I think it was. And I'm like, well, I'll do it, but I can't be there. Hey, video. And then I was like, well, if it's going to be video, Heads up, Ethan. We're going to do a short interlude here while I remind you that there's some editing to do back there about a minute ago. Names I'm making a note. I got to make a note about it. Yeah. Is it the names? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Was it the name I said? Yeah. Uh, there were okay. two names in there. Okay. That's okay. 
It's all right. Every once in a while it happens and like right. there was something Ethan said like I said the like, I said the name of the company. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that one. <laughs> and like I had to stop yeah. and go, hey, we need to And I know the name I gave was probably a little too specific. Like that one is just not an average like Joe or Fred name. Right. So But even even if anybody somehow listened to it and they knew it was a reference to them, we try to Yeah, we have to take that out. Yeah, that's why I haven't been editing um, and posting lately. It's because that one's coming up, but I don't know which one it is, which means I have to listen to all of them till I find it all the way through. Right. Speaking of references to people, Dean, I don't know how many uh, how many episodes you've ever listened to, but have you heard the ones where we talk about you? I have not heard those. <laughs> I listened. I, I do want to. I'm going to go back and listen to them. Yeah. Because what I, I, I think so. My son was asking about this podcast and I gave him the name and then my daughter was over looking at his shoulders and she's like, there's like 30 some episodes out here. <laughs> and I'm like, I know I listened for sure to the first 12 or so enough to know, hey, that's pretty good. You know, I also learned, I don't know that I could do on myself. <laughs> I think guesting is probably where my sweet spot would be. You know what I mean? Because it seems like it's a lot of work. It's a regular occurrence type of thing. How do you come up with that much to say? You know what I mean? But you guys do it. So Well I don't I don't know. We've, Ethan, we've... I would say Ethan does does all the work. I show up, have a few beers, and just talk about whatever. <laughs> that I can do. And that's the point. Like it's supposed to be easy. So like right. the half into that's why I'm dreading like and I'm not doing the editing is because that's counter we're su we're supposed to we either got to get comfortable with saying names right. or we have to be super good about not right. um so that we can then just do the quick edit and then get it posted that was the, that was the goal is that it would be quick right. and we just post it not a lot of editing right. but we've i mean we've tried if you some of them i remember <clears throat> we've recorded some that were just they didn't feel good i think the most recent one that got released i think episode 35 uh, you know, whenever this one sees the light of day, like heads up, that one was done at a different time on a different day. And oh. some people may have been in their uh, work mode. <laughs> so it was a little weird. Uh -huh. right. Yeah. And, and it wasn't fair to them because they were actually doing it in between meetings. So that probably was, I think for me, I learned we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> right. But the other thing that happens, uh, Dean, is sometimes we, we show up and somebody just says, basically, holy crap, this happened to me today. I want to talk about this on a right. more, more in, you know, more broad scale and, and raise this issue. Yeah. So, cool. so there's an episode where I talk about how you got mad at me. Yes. Oh, me? Yes. Yep. <laughs> yep. Awesome. Yes. And now I'm going to go watch it. <laughs> yes. Because I don't even remember it. And it's, and it's definitely related to i think i was talking about one of my flaws yes and and uh that's how it came up yep that's yep. exactly what it was so, yep. so did i apologize to you for that time that i got mad at you no and i've been harboring resentment ever <laughs> since I, <laughs> I think yeah what i took I from just that was say the... i apologize i'm so sorry <laughs> sorry i there hurt is, your feelings my friend there is zero need to apologize uh, yeah, honestly, then I must I must not have even known. Did I not know, or did I just not care? Because I'm have, I'm a jackhole like that sometimes. No, too. no, no. No, Steve thought he was Steve thought he was in the wrong. That's where he was talking about oh. the flaw. He's like, I really realized that this was like a thing that I do when this happened. This interaction happened with you, oh, specifically. Wow. So it was more about Steve recognizing that he has a tendency to do this sometimes. Yeah, complete me. I, I, I can't recall a time when I've ever been mad at my my spirit animal, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I, I'm trying to think. I know there, there's a couple times I've said stuff to you where I've actually had to say, you know what, I gotta apologize about this. Um, I can't remember what they are, though. See, I guess they're really meaningful apologies. Yeah, like, actually, I, I think you have done that. There was one time where you... I, I think I, I lied or something like that, or I misstated something. 
no, I remember you, 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 I think you felt badly because you didn't think you gave me credit for something. And I was like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. That's usually the way my apologies with you go. It's like, yeah. what are you talking however, about? <laughs> however, what's very interesting about that is, which is a great topic is if you ever like basically plagiarize somebody or, or don't give credit to somebody and you take idea the grabbing. idea as your own, which I think often happens, I think to everyone where sometimes somebody says something and you're kind of disagree with it. And then later it rattles around in your head for a long time. And then you're like, Hey, I think this is a really good idea that I just had <laughs> when, when it was, when it was Dean that said it or Ethan that said it. And all of a sudden I'm like, no, this is what I think. <laughs> right. Um, but I think it's very interesting when, which has happened a couple of times, I'm sure it's happened in your careers, where, where you're talking to someone and that person says, oh, you know, uh, I was talking to Fred and Fred said this and you're like, wait a minute, I said that to Fred last week. That seems weird. Right. Yeah. And there's a fine line with that because like as the job we do, sometimes that's all you can do for influence. So you really want that that to be the end result. You know, I, I really want this to get done and it's never gonna happen if it comes from me, but if I can get so-and-so to think that this is a great idea, then change occurs. Gently right? coaching someone into the decision they should make. Exactly. So, yeah. so there's a fine line between that whole idea grab. Some people are just blatant about it, you know, and then maybe you get a little torque, but I've, I've kind of learned to get those, let those things go because people that are honorable are going to give you credit. And if they're not honorable and not going to give you credit, that ain't their only flaw. Yeah. <laughs> you, you see that coming a mile away mm -hmm. and you just learn to take it or go someplace else. Yeah, so. And I think, I think you have to be comfortable not getting credit. Yeah, too, I agree. for both those reasons, I think. Yep. And one of the bigger ones being that that because you I like my favorite interactions are where I convince someone face to face that it's their idea. <laughs> like where you can see the Vulcan mind occurring. <laughs> yeah, because like you say the thing, right? And then they're like, they can't understand the thing because of paradigm paralysis. They physically, they can't hear it. They can't understand it. And then you go into this mode where you're like, okay, what's the path to try and convince them that this is the thing we need to do? Um, you know, and it's this like slow, arduous, breaking down everything that they know I remember one time um, I was I was just like, oh, you know, I this is this is the very end of the conversation. But I'm like, I see this being a problem. Like, what do you think we should do about it? Even though I knew exactly what we should do about it and had already said it. <laughs> but wow. it just it took like 45 minutes to get to that point where they were accepting of this is the problem. And then how are we going to solve that problem? 45 minutes is a quick scenario for some of the people we're dealing with right now. I'm just going to say <laughs> like we've been working months on some of this stuff, probably not having the right technique, but months is dang. That's a long dry road. <laughs> well, you guys are also like, there's a, so the last town, if you look at the last place, the last town, I said town because of the nickname that Steve yes, gave it. I, know, <laughs> right? I, know, I, I knew where you were going with that. I was going to say, you're on the road, Ethan. I don't know. <laughs> the last place we were at and the place and then the new place that we're at. So the last place we were at, we were at the tail end of their culture being shifted and all of the nonsense. You know, it was like a five year process or longer. We were at the very end of that and we had all these conditions bringing in new people, bringing in good leaders, bringing in good people <clears throat> to make it happen. So a 45 minute conversation was better at this place you're at the beginning of that like the very you, you have like two or three good people in leadership positions to try and weed out all that stuff that's going on there i do think there's hope on the horizon that's actually why I, but i don't know if you heard but i i was supposed to be done at the end of this month and i actually chose to extend um which was a hard decision for me 
Um, yep. And yeah, Steve was working his puppeteer magic in the background. <laughs> um, Actually, did, did I tell you what I what I wrote to our our mutual uh, manager? No. Did you, you thank go, her? You go. You go ahead and tell your story, and then I will look up this so I can read it verbatim. Right. I. For, so for me, um, the person that I reported to before and have for the past two years left um a couple months ago and it took them a while to get the new person in and the new person's in and the new person is a change agent it's someone and I, it remains to be seen, be seen whether they're going to be successful or not right but enough to say okay just like dumb and dumber so you're saying there's a chance <laughs> i kind of feel like <laughs> there is a chance now um because that person's boss is you know, less than six months, and he is also a change agent. And then this new person's even more so. Um, and and he's got a lot of ideas that he's very disruptive, which can be unnerving because some of it throws me out of my comfort zone. But in the same breath, it's also he's also has the attitude of experimentation. You know, hey, let's try this. I've seen this done before. He's clearly knowledgeable. Let's try this. And if we fail, we fail fast, and then we try something else. And I'm like, well, okay, that's a game I can play. I'm I'm fine with that. Um, and it's also an opportunity where they're doing a big structural shift on one side of their organization that they haven't had in place um, that ties in right with some experts that are at the company that we work for. Um, so it's a that both of those I think are learning opportunities for me, but then also in turn other people. So like you said, Ethan they're on the cusp of starting the change that's the evidence to me for that exact fact yeah and that's what enticed me to stay yeah um, i mean also, i could tell the the person whose boss it is that is the reason they were brought in like i think a bunch of yeah. us knew that yeah um but it's you know some of us look at it and we had a whole bunch of other stuff go on there i wouldn't have been there much longer right. anyway because of what right. happened but uh, Mm -hmm. I didn't do anything wrong. It wasn't me. Right. The company made a decision to stop. Yeah, that doing was a stuff. weird decision, but it, it was clearly a company decision. Because of what happened. Did you yeah. Just yeah. cut it there. It kind of made it sound like an HR issue or I something. I did. Like, That's oh, what I did. Geez. You yeah, too. You need, to, you need to go back and edit that and insert like 10 seconds of silence. <laughs> right. Right. By the way, the new the new person you're talking about, Dean, also has actually registers on the eq meter whereas his predecessor never did yeah yeah, yeah okay so uh, so what a uh, what our mutual manager wrote was you want I me think, to cut it i think is... dean you want me to cut it or do you want to keep this in no we can keep this in. well okay you can All decide right. afterwards okay i think dean is going to stay on at the client for a bit longer Here's what I wrote. The satanic rituals I have been conducting by burning pentagrams in my yard and modeling a Dean voodoo doll has finally paid off. <laughs> Apparently she has shared that quote with others and everyone thinks it's hilarious. That's funny. If it, dude, yeah, if you can do stuff like that, so unflappable, um, that's, that's a word that other people in our organization know because of that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, well I'd like to pivot away from this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I don't know if you know that one, Dean. That's an, an episode we did where I, I don't I, think I one's loathe out. the word pivot. No, that one's out. That one's out. It was either. Yeah, I think I, I think oh, I saw I know, that. I know it's out because one. one of our listeners started started throwing that word at me and I'm listening. What? And then the, yeah. and then I get the, the the devil look at me like ah, messing with you. So are you now for the end of the year with Steve? You guys are going to be the uh, same. I haven't heard whether it's a three month or six month. I haven't heard that for sure. I because one person I talked to says six month, another person I talked to says three month. But so I'd say minimum three. Um, I. If it's if this change is going to happen, oh yeah, it ain't going to be done in three. No. Then it'll be for sure six or longer, yeah. potentially. Which I'm a little hesitant to stay longer than two years at a given gig, just because I feel like 
well, how much more are you learning? You know, I mean, that's the industry we're in or the, the type of business we're in, variety is kind of what you want, you know, different challenges and stuff like that. But if you're getting a different challenge at the place you're at, at the client you're at, then you're fine. You know, so. Yeah, that's like, I. that's one of the things I noticed is uh, the places that I've stayed the longest, there was lots of change, lots of things that was going on. It was different, uh, like every six months or so. Yeah. So 